rolling. What's happening, y'all? Andy and Zach, we are back at Zahn's. We get it? Janine okay. behind the, the camera. Behind the Instagram live. Janine and Boone. <laughs> Gene, yeah. Boone, Boone for emotional support. Boone has given you a big high five there. And it's our first episode post Thanksgiving. It is. Did how, was, you, how, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was very busy. I had four of them. And so um, it was good. But, you know, lots of family time. So I'm overstimulated with family time. How about yeah. yours? Uh, mine was great. Um, I think I've told you, I may or may not have mentioned this on the podcast, but my folks got a little beach condo a couple years ago. And that's typically where we go for Thanksgiving. How long is that drive? From where I grew up, it's about four hours. So from here? Well, I've never made the drive straight, but from here to my hometown is about, uh, it would be like a full eight hours. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. So going home is, um, you know, it's... An endeavor. It's, it's a little bit of an endeavor, <laughs> you know? And my sister lives in Johnson City now. So okay, so that's all, that's all right. That breaks up the trip just about halfway. Do you listen to music or podcasts? Or I, nothing? I will try to do a podcast. Um, I'll try to listen to like a full podcast episode. And then I usually like to listen to like a full album, you know, when I'm in the car for a long time. That's a good excuse to like did plow you, through a full album. Did you listen to the Adele album? The new Adele album. How did you know? Well, I've heard that it's phenomenal, and Spotify like made it's, it to where you don't have to shuffle play because of her. She's like, no, you need to listen to my tracks in order that I wrote them. And so <clears throat> Spotify modified their platform to not be shuffle play all the time on albums. I haven't listened to it. I just know this about Adele, and I also adore her. I, on the one hand, I'm surprised, and on the other hand, I'm not surprised <laughs> that you guessed, you guessed Adele. Because, um, yeah, I did. Did you really? I listened. I listened to. Uh, I listened to. The album is called Thirty, right? Or Thirty One? Thirty. I don't. I don't heard that much. <clears throat> I listened to Thirty on the way down. I listened to Twenty One on the way back. Okay. Yeah. Which one has Chasing Pavements on it? Chasing Pavements. That must be nineteen. It could be the one in the middle. Twenty three. I believe it's twenty five. Twenty five. I'm not. Mistaken. Chasing Pavements is my favorite of hers. Um, but I'm not. I'm not totally sure. But. The new album is stellar, obviously, but I gotta say, it's uh, at least my experience was pretty heavy. A tearjerker. Pretty, pretty emotional. <laughs> like it's just, it's just one sappy, like rip your heart out ballad after the next. You need to get tinted windows on that car so you can just ball. And your neighbors won't know. It was it was <laughs> it was tough, man. She yeah, obviously one of the greatest talents of our generation. Um, but yeah, that album is is heavy. Okay, it's very heavy. I'll listen to it. Yeah, but it's it's amazing. It's just really amazing. And it's called Thirty One. I think it's called Thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Okay, because that's how old she is, right? I I I'm pretty sure that's how old she was last year. If that uh, tells okay. you anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will listen to it because I've heard good things. Yeah. And I'm also, I've been in a funk with, like, music lately. I was thinking about that. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. There is literally nothing I want to listen to. I will just, like, <laughs> even, like, my like songs on Spotify, I just, like, skip, skip, yeah. skip, skip. 
Although I have been listening to a lot more Huey Lewis in the news lately. I don't know why. It's just the only thing that's been tickling my fancy lately. Uh, I think the only, well, the only Huey Lewis in the news song I know off the top of my head is the song that they had in Back to the Future. Power of Love? He has got two, and I think he's got two or three in oh, really? Back to the Future. He's got okay. at least one. Then yeah, Power if, of Love is the song I'm thinking If not two. Yeah. And then, uh, well, you know the one from um, Patrick Bateman? American Psycho? Yes. Mm, what song is that? Uh, shit, I can't remember now. Jump? Not Jump. That's an easy... Oh, God. Jump is a Van Halen song. <laughs> Van Halen song. Oh, my God. It's Monday, and I'm already fried. Um, Hip to be square. That's Hip what to be is. square. That's, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I was yes. like, God, what is For that sure. one? Hip to be square. Somebody mm. is going to be listening to this podcast and be like, Hip to be square. It's hip to be square. Leave your comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So, long car rides. I certainly don't like being in a car for four to six hours, but I do like it as a good excuse to catch up on podcasts and albums and that whole thing. So Okay. Yeah. So I knocked out uh, four or five good podcasts and a couple of full albums and passed the time. All right. So I have a fitness tangent then. Okay. How many times did you stop and how what, if any, equipment did you bring with you on the trip? I didn't bring any equipment with me. So you didn't do your, hold on. Last I remember talking, you had like a peck stick and kettlebell, like a minimalist training for like on the road. Yeah, yeah, I typically do. I typically do, but... Um, not this time? Not this time. Why not this time? Uh, I'm trying to keep my new car as clean <laughs> as possible. <laughs> I'm trying to keep no clutter in the car, okay? Old car, I just left garbage in the back. Oh, no. Oh, so you must be... Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're keeping this one pristine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's the goal. Oh, mine has trash in it. Yeah. Well... But mine are old. I'll give it a couple months, and I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure things will start creeping into the back seat. Well, the reason I bring that up is because, A, I thought you would have for sure brought something, and B, that might be, a, like, a decent, like, segue into a fitness topic for today. Like, all right, so there's going to be a lot of – people are traveling. People just got off the road or got home from Thanksgiving or whatever, but Christmas is coming up and New Year's, and people travel yep. and see their family. And you mentioned that you are putting together – now, I don't want to, like, steal all your ideas before you put it out there uh, – like a minimalist training thing. Like a peck stick, kettlebell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, now I have done this for accounting and tax purposes. I have made videos and content based on my trips mm. elsewhere mm-hmm. so that I could write off the trip. Sure. <laughs> sure. Hey, you're this small business, right. small business owner. Right. So we when I travel, deduct everything. Right. So when I travel, I can just do fitness stuff while I travel and yep. then I can, I can count it as a business trip. Now, Leah is definitely going to be listening to this episode and Leah is an accountant. Leah, you and I can talk about this. She is an accountant or your accountant? She is not my accountant, but she knows my accountant <laughs> and she is an accountant and she's very good and she's very sharp. And so she's definitely going to be calling me on some shit. Leah, we'll talk about this another time. 
<laughs> but um, travel and workouts. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a statement, and then I'm gonna put the ball in your court. Oh, okay. My statement is short of wanting to write off the trip. I do not work out when I travel. Boom, done. I don't. Which is why I don't bring peck sticks, I don't bring kettlebells, I don't bring bands. I don't do anything when I'm on vacation. But that's not the point. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> Europe, you said you had mentioned that you're putting out some content about like travel workout stuff. So mm-hmm. assuming that you didn't want to dirty up your new car, um, what would you have brought and what would you do and why? Uh, honestly, I would probably bring just a resistance band. If you're really just, excuse me, if you're really just talking about just me personally, um, I'm, I'm kind of in the mood where I really like a resistance band just to keep things lubed up. Okay. You know what I mean? So like, uh, th- so there was actually a resistance band at home that every time I saw it, I would do pull-aparts, dislocates, and circles. Like, to me, that is, that's like your daily multivitamin for your shoulders. And I just feel better when I do that. So, those three exercises plus band curls, you you can do your banded lateral walks. Um, Obviously, you can do a lot with a band. Strength gain-wise, you're not going to get much out of it. No. But just for getting the blood pumping, it's uh, it's a great tool. Um, so that's that's kind of like my go-to like movement, just to just to clean out the cobwebs. So you wouldn't necessarily bring a kettlebell or a pec stick, or like you would not, or TRX or whatever, on the road. Uh, not generally. I will also say. When I go home, there are kettlebells at home. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a little different. Yeah. But, I mean, I will say, like, if I am in the throes of a serious training block and I'm going to be gone for a week, then, yeah, I would definitely, and I, which I've obviously done that, you know, in the past. Yeah, I've definitely traveled with a... 24 kilo kettlebell strapped in the back seat. Okay. You know? Yeah, for sure. Alright. I think that's fair. If you're like if you're in the middle of like a training block and you want to keep things moving. So here's my whole philosophy on it. Going back to the holidays, just like eating like an asshole for lack of a better word, for a couple of days isn't gonna make or break your overall fitness or diet routine. Right, right. Training or not isn't going to make or break your overall fitness routine i tend to choose the or not side in other words i understand that a single workout or even two workouts is not it's like fine but it's like part of the large it's like a thousand piece puzzle right a training on let's all right let's put it this way we we said we're gonna do a training update i'm in the throes of a 1000 piece puzzle right now and so far, I have been systematically one by one, even through Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, I hit both my, uh, no, I didn't, but Saturday after Thanksgiving, I did. 
I have been putting my pieces together. Mm -hmm. So I understand that putting a piece in the puzzle is, you know, moving in the right direction. But if I take a couple days and don't put any pieces into the puzzle, it's not going to undo the puzzle. Right. Right. So when I go on vacation or if I'm tra like traveling for a number of days, and this could be a totally different tangent, especially to fitness events. I don't know what it is about going to fitness events and everyone's like rabid about working out. I'm like, y'all, is this your, is this your job or is this your personality? See, I've never been to a fitness event where training wasn't the focal point. Well, I mean, I, like as an extracurricular outside of the actual like programmed weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like there's eight talk. Let's say there's eight hours of talks during the day. Right. And you're skipping one of them so you can go get a lift in. That's right. what I'm talking about. So yes, you're referring to lecture based fitness events. Right. Like perform better. Right. Well, like, you know, and I know that there's some movement. Was it Kansas City? The, the fitness summit or whatever. They summit? canceled that one. Um, I think permanently. But. See, I've, I've never been to any of those. I've been to enough of them <laughs> to be like, hold on. I've only been to now? events where the goal is to show up and lift all day. So I, I wouldn't know. Okay. Well, and that would be different. And I don't yeah. mind, I don't mind a, a moderate a bit of movement for the sake of what we're trying to learn. But I do find it weird when you're effectively on like a business vacation yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, what time is the gym open? I got to get in there and get my lift in. I'm like, bro, chill. You're going to be okay if you don't lift for a day. Like, seriously. And again, I guess maybe all of my, all of our peers or our cohort is always training for something, in which case missing a lift is a big deal. It isn't to me. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've had a similar discussion before where, and I was thinking about this today. I was like, fitness is my job. It is not my personality. Mm. I very much enjoy leaving fitness at the door when I leave my gym. I love it. And, and we've, we've, it's funny. We're kind of revisiting topics that I think were around episodes like 8 to 12 mm -hmm. here. Um, and we've talked about how I'm a little bit different in that I feel training is a little bit of a stronger, bigger part of my personality, but only as an expression of my need or, or my desire to uh, better myself. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's not so much that I have an obsession around lifting. It's more so I have a... Uh, we might call it a core value around getting better every day. And sometimes that manifests itself in training. Sometimes that manifests itself in meditating or breathing exercise or some other, you know, weird shit that I'm into. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. Now, of course, what I've said Pre on a previous show, um, I have gone to the gym. I've, I've ex you know, not excused myself from like an actual family event, but if right. everybody's just sitting around not doing anything, I will excuse myself <laughs> to go to the gym <laughs> because it's fun, and I like I like checking out new gyms, and I like getting a pump on, and sure. it's fun. So like, again, in the same way, like somebody might have fun 
you know, walking around, you know, shops in a new cute city or whatever. Sure. You know, I have a good time checking out a new gym, a new squat rack, new training environment, checking out what everybody else is doing. Sure. <laughs> and specifically, the, the, the town where my folks have, have their, uh, their beach condo where we, go, where we go and visit, it's near Jacksonville, which is a big military base. Virginia, not, not Florida. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. So, um, at any given day, there's, you know, Marines, retired Marines, you know, working out of this gym. Okay. And I like to go in there and see if I can hold my own. Well, that's fair. That's, well, to, <laughs> to me, that's kind of fun. I, I will give you credit there because, and I do, I will appreciate the different training environment for the same reason that I appreciate our Saturday yard work workouts in that there is no pre-planned program. It's just go in, have fun, lift some weights. Like you, you know, you might move the needle, probably not, but but you're not you're not regressing. Right. You're you're just having fun, enjoying lifting for lifting's sake, not lifting because it, it's a means to an end. Right. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Going back to the original question, if we were talking about traveling and working out, and you had you can only bring one tool, or you can only use one. Let's say you show up at a gym. And for whatever reason, you're only allowed to use one tool. You can either bring one or you find a gym that has one. I know your answer. I'm just curious what it is. Um, what would be your parameters? All right, again, because people are going to be traveling around the holidays. Yeah. What would be your parameters for a quick and dirty, on-the-road workout around family time, holidays, all that? Well, you know, it would have to be a kettlebell. I, yeah. It would I, have to be a kettlebell. When I would agree. Actually, if it were me, I'm not the kettlebell guy, but I would agree with you. Yeah. Especially just like any other training tool, if you know how to use it. If you're comfortable, competent, and confident <laughs> enough to, you know, use a kettlebell to work all of your major patterns. You know, I'm thinking if you're on vacation and if you've been in a plane or, or a car for any extended period of time, the things that you really need to be working are your squat, mm-hmm. loosen your hips up, mm-hmm. probably your hinge, your deadlift, get your, get your glutes fired up again after sitting on them for a number of hours. Mm-hmm. And then um, working the upper back, rows, pull-ups, that, that whole thing. So opening yourself up, working that upper back, working on that posture because again we're just thinking about uh, at least typically I think about at least the way that I typically experience vacations and travel you're sitting a lot mm-hmm. so your hips get tight you start slouching you're you know you start adopting the stereotypical American hunchback sitting at a desk posture so, a kettlebell is a great way to reverse all of that. Obviously, you can do your goblet squat to work your deep squats, stretch out the groin, stretch out the adductors. You got your swing to get your hamstrings and your glutes fired up. So the swing, I consider, is like the, it's like the anti-sit exercise, right? So you're, you're dynamically extending your hips there for 
typically moderate to high repetition. Um, and then anything that allows you to get good pull work in. And that's where a TRX like really comes in handy. I'm just not super adept at TRX training. So, you know, if you've got a hefty kettlebell, some good one-arm rows, if there's a pull-up bar handy, obviously doing your pull-ups, that whole thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the kettlebell basics allow you to get in a stellar resistance-based total body workout. And, you know, if you pair that up with some of your body weight, you know, just simple body weight calisthenics, you've really got a great workout. Do some push-ups, do some floor work, some planks. It's pretty much all you need. I agree with you. Um, well, and the problem with the TRX is you got to find somewhere to, like, hang it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you get a door jam, maybe, but even then, like, it's more challenging to find a place to hang a TRX. So right. there's that. Um I like your yeah. I like your choice of the kettlebell. Uh, I have back issues if I drive too long. I, I don't know if it's the seat or if it's me. This particular car, the way I've got it situated, I can only drive. You said it, was, it would be eight hours between here and if you went all the way to the beach house. You know how far I can make it in that truck? Oh, to the beach house would probably be an extra. Wait, two or three hours. Wait, so from here to the beach house would be ten hours, minimum. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I've, I've never made that drive. Oh. I thought you were, when you said eight, I thought that's what you meant. No, no, eight to get to my hometown. From here? From here. Eight yeah, hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. forever. It ain't for everybody. <laughs> All right. So That's why I mean, most of the time I fly. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that, yeah, that's a long time. So why did you drive then? I wanted to test out the new ride, man. Okay, fair enough. Wanted to, wanted to check out what these superchargers were all about. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can make it in my in this truck. Yep. For everybody who knows me and knows my trucks, I have two of them. I have a 2000 Forerunner and a 1985 Forerunner. Now, the 1985 is not enjoyable to drive for even 90 minutes. It is a miserable drive for even 90 minutes. It needs work. So there's that. Set that aside. The other one is actually very enjoyable to drive. I love it. However, I can only make it about 40 minutes from Nashville before I start feeling a little bit of pain in my low back. Mm. And then the drive, and I only know this because I've done it a thousand times, the drive from Nashville to Knoxville is two and a half hours, like almost on the nose. No matter how fast I drive, with traffic, without traffic, I think the, the shortest I've ever done it is like two and a quarter. And that was hoofing it. Yeah. Anyway, two and a half hours-ish. Uh, I haven't done it in a couple of years, so I don't know for sure. But every time I do that drive and I try to make it in one shot, and I can in that truck, um, I'm in so much pain, I could probably chew through my seatbelt. My back is killing me. Now, it's only two and a half hours, which is why I'll bear down to try to make it at least as far as Knoxville. Like, let's say I'm going to Asheville, at least as far as Knoxville before I'll stop and get gas and go for a walk. Now, here's the craziest part about it. When I get out of that lifted truck with that back, that much back pain, I almost fall face first on the concrete. Oh, man. It's bad. My back, I don't know what it is about this. It's either the seat or the car or my back or all combination of all. All that said... When I have traveled and taken a kettlebell with me and done a couple goblet squats and a couple swings, it buys me 
time in terms of like that onset of pain. Now, again, I don't know why I have this pain, but it goes from being fairly centralized around my right hip bone to creeping down my leg to my knee mm. and then eventually into my foot. That's how bad, like by Knoxville, it's in my foot oh, and I'm chewing through my seatbelt. It's so painful, um, but I'm trying to get to a, a good checkpoint or whatever. But when I bring the kettlebell and I do goblet squats and kettlebell swings, I don't know what it is, but it buys me an appreciable amount of time. So going back to the original question of if you were to travel, what would you do? I could, one of two things, I could either chomp on Advil or a leave, or I could bring a kettlebell and do, and, and stop somewhere in the middle there. And there's plenty of places to stop. Sure. I'm just, I'm being stubborn and trying to make it to the next checkpoint without stopping um but even if i bring like a 44 53 pound kettlebell and do a few swings and a few goblet squats hell even getting out of the car and walking around it, it's crazy if you see me walk the first like 10 steps you would think that i were like in a bad car accident yeah. that's how i cannot walk straight that's how, how much pain i'm in once i get through the first 10 steps then it all clears up i feel great so the kettlebell is a great choice because I don't know what it is about lighting up those hips or glutes or whatever, but getting out of that position in a few squats and a few swings, it just, it, it buys me. It, it is a painkiller for me. And so I don't do it every time because it's added weight, but I do often think about it. So oh, that's amazing to compound the original question. We're traveling, we're on the road, we got places to be. What's your minimum effective dose? You got a kettlebell. You can get a little workout in, whether you're on the road, like on the way, or you're at your location. Minimum effective dose, travel, mm. workout. You know, it's funny. I actually made an Instagram post a couple years ago that was a rest-stop workout. Okay. I actually made it on a ski trip. Okay. <laughs> I was like, guys, we need to film, we need to film content right now. <coughs> Dude, I did it in the parking lot of a Waffle House once, on the way to like, uh, no, we were on the way to the beach, and we stopped in a Waffle House parking lot, and I was doing like lunge reaches. <laughs> it's on my Instagram. <laughs> right, right. Um, I, I don't know, man. That's a, that's that's a little tricky. I mean, for me, I think the minimum effective dose. One thing that I often think about is is hitting is just hitting a number of reps. Okay. So a lot of times I'll think about um, going for a hundred push-ups, let's say fifty goblet squats, and a hundred kettlebell swings, um, and maybe some floor work in between. So that's, that's one way that I like to kind of break it up is just, is just kind of just have a, have a countdown. Okay. You know, you start off with, you know, piece of paper, 100 push-ups, we'll say 50 squats, say 100, 100 to 150 kettlebell swings. And you just do a set of any one of those exercises for as many as you want. Usually that's going to be somewhere between 10 and 20. Okay. And you just mark it off down the list. 
Okay. And you just subtract, 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 subtract. And I think psychologically, you know, mentally, there's something satisfying about... Oh, the descending. About getting to the bottom. Okay. You know, that's why, that's why often... And actually, this, this might be a little bit of a tangent. I'm curious if you have an opinion or if you have any experience when you're coaching people, counting... Well, I think I've heard you say that you don't really count reps. As a coach? I, no, I don't. I count reps all the time. Oh, no. I have three people working <laughs> at the same time. There's no way. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I will often count reps, and I almost always count down. I find that... Three, two, one. People give more juice than eight, nine, ten. I agree. Um, I, I, let me take that back. Depending on who's lifting what, when, I will count. Like for example, I talked about Leah earlier. She pulled two sixty for six the other day on the trap wow. bar. Um, yeah. So she, yeah, very strong. So like depending on who's working and what they're working on and what we're doing, I will count. But again, most of the time, I have two or three people working at the same time. I can't count reps for everybody at the same, like simultaneously, so I don't. Sure. But they all know what their target rep ranges are and they will report back because I do record it on the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, going back to your point about whether you count up or count down, for me personally, and I'll tell my clients this, if it's anything above 15 reps, I count down. Um, and again, to your point, there's something about closing out at one that's easier than stopping it, or excuse me, that's, that you give a little more than let's say I say, you know, get 15, but you stop at 12. Right. Um, there's something about stopping at three that you're like, oh, I just needed two and one. <laughs> and so if it's anything over 15, I'll tell them to count down. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It's like, you're not going to, if you're going four three, two. You're not going to not get like, one. Like, like, like who's going to cop out at two and one right. versus if you're going 18, 19-ish. Right, yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, 18's a lot. <laughs> right, exactly. Mentally, you're thinking like, damn. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny. But one, two, one. Yeah. Anybody can do one more rep. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. It's, yeah. It's funny. It's, you know, it's one of those uh, funny lessons of being a coach where you just, you're just such a uh, in-the-trenches student of human psychology. Well, and when I'm, so here's, we've tangented a bunch, but here, what I have learned about being in the new space, if I give people a rep range, I don't know how often you've, you've, um, recognize this but if i give people a rep range let's say 10 to 12 or 12 to 15 more often than not if they're not counting down they will hit the 10 or the 12 the lower end of the range sometimes they'll hit the higher end most of the time they'll hit the lower end so what i've started doing instead is instead of saying 10 to 12 i'll say 10 plus mm. or 12 plus and be like, I want you to get a lot more than 12, if you can. <laughs> but leaving it open-ended like that, instead of giving them a range where they could, in theory, just stop, even though they might have more reps. And, and you know, I have a lot of people that are new-ish to working out with me, so we're moving the goalposts a mile every time they're in there. 
So for me to give them a rep range is kind of silly because week to week to week, they're adding five, 10 pounds to all their lifts. So mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, 12 to 15, in which case they're like, oh, that was really easy. I'm like, well, then do more. I just give right. them an open-ended right. 10 plus. And 10 if they plus. get like 20, I'm like, okay, we definitely need to get heavier than that. Right. And so, yeah, you start playing these like little games where you're like, I just want you to did I tell you about all my words? I don't know if you know all my words in the gym. You and I don't... Like, Bangarang? Um, Have you and I talked about Bangarang and Witness? Uh, we've hit on some of these. Okay. Bangarang, Witness, Letter Eat. I've, I'm not familiar with Letter full, Eat. Full Send? I'm, I'm familiar with Full Send. <laughs> they all mean the same... Effectively, they mean the same thing. But the, Which the, is get after it. Right. The 10+, plus, the 12+, plus, the 5+, plus, whatever it is... It's all witness, bangerang, letter eat, full send, amrap. They all mean the same thing. Um, did you ever watch those old C.T. Fletcher lifting videos? No, I've heard a lot about them, but I never have. I don't go down the, the YouTube rabbit hole very well, often. Well, so C.T. Fletcher, if we're talking like 2012 to 2014, you know, he was like one of the... I mean, he was like one of the YouTube hits, right. you know, in the, in the lifting space. And he, he has tons of one-liners that I think you would really appreciate. Okay, I so that. I would encourage you to, to <laughs> dive down that rabbit hole just to take notes on his shit talk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you would appreciate it. So talking about shit talk, so I have, I'm going to have artwork in the gym painted. Um, I think I told you about my bird that has the barbell that says, have you tried being strong? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have that one. I'm also going to do a, um, I've come up with this uh, fitness platypus where you can write your favorite fitness platitudes uh-huh. in the text bubble of the fitness platypus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm making a mockery of our industry, okay? Hey, if you don't, who will? <laughs> I do like the have you tried being strong part. It's my favorite is, comeback when is, someone's is like, oh, be, that was hard. Is it going to be like a little uh, Twitter blue Tweety Bird kind of I don't know. Cartoon? I need to talk to my... The, I'm going to let the artist do her rendition okay. of, like, okay. of a platypus. And there's going to be a text bubble that's going to be probably like whiteboard paint so that you can go in there and write your favorite platitudes. But yeah, if, if I uh, won't make a mockery of our industry, somebody has to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's half the goal of this podcast. Yeah. It's just mocking all the platitudes mocking our peers <laughs> oh man it is funny and one of my i have a client who really enjoys it because we laugh about it together um she'll be like oh that was really hard I'm, i was really sore and we would both be like yeah something something pain leaving the body or whatever yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's an old that's an old stalwart. Yeah, so yeah, we make fun of it together. Weakness leaving the body. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have my fitness, my uh, platypus, my platitude platypus. I like on the that. Wall. I like that. Well, cool, man. <clears throat> well, let's see. Um, shall we give training updates? Since we both were injured and now we're not. Well. Uh, I'm not, I would say I'm like 90% recovered. I don't know what you're... I don't... I mean, my heart's still broken, but... Well, that sounds like a 
That sounds like an off-air therapist thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, once injured, always injured. Once broken, always broken. That's right, because this is your first actual injury that you couldn't... Well, this is my first major injury, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, this is my first surgery. All right, so I want... Okay, so I need to know. Yeah. Because I've had multiple surgeries, so I've been there and done that. Okay. All right, so the arc... Between accident, yep, and uh, let's see, there's the five stages of grief. Uh huh. So you probably went through all five of them, in some way. Yeah, yeah. What was your experience from overall being a fairly fit and jacked and tan mf'er um, to injury and setback? What What was that like in the beginning, and where have you like what did you learn? What did you learn? Oh, what did I learn? From your injury setback as a trainee? That's a, that's a great question, and I'm going to answer it. And I feel like we should leave something in the tank, because I almost feel like our last episode of the year should be themed what around did I learn? that entire question. Oh, that's a good... All right, we need to yeah. write that down, because we're both going to forget. <laughs> well, lucky for us. It's recorded. It's recording in two places. So... <laughs> so we're definitely going to hear this again. Okay. <laughs> um, what did I learn? You know what? I, I, I'm going to say that I learned, uh, maybe we'll call it a yin-yang lesson or, or two sides of the coin. Okay. I learned how fragile I am, and I learned how resilient I am. Mm, do you care to elaborate, or do you want to save it for the end of the year? Well, I'll, I mean, I'll elaborate on some of the most obvious points. I'm fragile to the point where in a split second, I shattered my leg. I love that. I mean, I don't love that, and, I just, but I love and it. I, and, you know, not to rehash the story a million times, but I was skiing, blah, blah, blah. I hit a ski lift pole. Now, the bones broke under a ski boot. Right, which means they probably would have, like, shattered like glass if you hadn't been wearing a ski boot (laughs) right add to that the pole itself was heavily padded whoa i always thought it was just like a bare like metal pole no 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 no, no, this is on the ski slopes what were you doing mach one i was not going and third i was not going that fast you've been supplementing your vitamin d i have i have the bone i have osteoporosis (laughs) <laughs> Everything they tell you about weightlifting is good, is good for your bone density is bullshit. It's oh, bullshit. Man. I squat, I squat th- almost 400 pounds. My legs shattered like a bird. I'm just sitting here thinking about like there's some tone deaf fitness, like fit pro that's like maybe you should be taking your vitamin D. I, maybe I have, you should just not kick a ski pole going downhill. <laughs> I have hollow bones. That's the bones of a bird. <laughs> Oh, man, there's mm. somebody out there like, well, maybe if you're vitamin D yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, but literally, so that's, that's one side of the coin <laughs> is how fragile I can be. Okay. You know, like, again, just like that, boom, leg shattered. On the other hand, um, I learned how, I mean, uh, resilient... I can be both, I would, say, I would say on the physical side, 
that's that's more of a miracle of mother nature like how my bones healed how my how my skin healed how i was able to bounce back after surgery how i was able to get back into training that's i mean you know certainly my choices and my behavior have a lot to do with that leading the lifestyle that i do but that's that's mother nature doing its thing okay you know bones healing and, and that whole thing um the other thing, I, I, the other big thing, which maybe we could kind of save for maybe the, the cap-off episode, uh, would be the, the mental side of resilience. Um, I really leaned on, um, for lack of a better term, my, uh, my reserves of mindfulness, call it stoicism, call it zen, you know, whatever. But certainly, painkillers help. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. The great thing about drugs is drugs work. Yeah. Um, but, but beyond that, um, you know, I, I fancy myself a, a avid uh, meditator and student of how one can interact with with reality and and what that actually means for like your mindset and how you how I guess I should say how you mentally interface with the world um, and that's something that's been a big focal point of my own personal development for a number of years and that is something that I really had that that was a real asset for me um, in the recovery process really from the moment it happens through, you know, through today for that matter. So that's, uh, that's kind of my longish short answer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, and then do you want to update us on training? So well, you broke a leg, so you couldn't do a lot. Yep. Yep. And now you are, and we are what? Uh, that was like February? That, you that was the end leg? of February. End of February. We're at the end of November. So nine months ago. Holy hell. How was this year? Could have birthed a baby at this I know. point. Good lord! All right, so nine months later, you're where are you at with your training? Uh, well, so I am. Uh, I would say for my squats and deadlifts, I'm probably back to about eighty percent capacity of where I was. Okay. If I really wanted and needed to push it, I could probably be a lot closer it just so happens that the programs that i've been running all year have not heavily emphasized heavy squats and deadlifts so i've been doing a lot more machine work um, specifically for the lower body we're talking leg extension leg curl hack squat leg press lunges uh, split squats so i've been doing a lot of single leg work both in the like rehab and physical therapy, but also in my strength training. So I really haven't pushed heavy weight necessarily um, in the barbell moves very much, but you know what, just the other day I hit triples at 205, 205 at front squat. Yeah. That's, that's pretty close to my three rep max pre-injury. That's great. Yeah. 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 So 
the only thing that I'm still pretty hesitant on, I mean, and I will say that my doctor, you know, a number of months ago pretty much said, hey, from here on out, if it feels okay, go for it. Okay. You know, so it's like, yeah, okay. Um, but the only thing that still gives me a little pause is, is jumping, plyometrics, anything that has like real impact. So I can, I can do like small hops, like, like in jump rope type style, no problem. Um, I can walk long distances, no problem. Um, but a post-injury PR that I just did over the weekend mm-hmm. was I ran down the beach. Mm-hmm. Not at full clip, but I would say at a, at a medium run pace <laughs> for about 45 seconds. Whoa, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Three or four times. Okay. And as I was going, like, my foot and ankle felt fine. Uh, but I could tell that, like, my Achilles in, like, the bottom of the calf was just gunky. Like, I could just kind of feel it. But it wasn't painful. Mm. You know? And... No worse for the wear the morning after. So, okay. Yeah. So that was that was a big win for me. Very cool. Yep. And I was running a dog. So uh, that's, you know, it's like. I thought you were just for fun. I was like, ugh. No. No. We almost talked about physical activities that we don't do or won't mm. do. And running was going to be mine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we can say that for another podcast. Okay. All right, that's funny, cool. Funny how the one talking point we had, we're now we having to yeah. <laughs> um, Well, that's cool. Well, and, and, you know, I was curious because I've had a couple injuries that have set me back. I've had a lot of injuries that have set me back. The bicep one I tolerated better than I did the shoulder one. Mm. <clears throat> the shoulder one also came when I was, like, at my peak. Sure. And so, to your point, it went from uh, – like, in an instant, I lost everything. And I say I lost everything. Uh, I lost everything after surgery. Because I could still, like, I could rack a bar. I could still deadlift and stuff. But bench press was gone. Hell, even after three months of rehab, I couldn't even dumbbell bench press 15 pounds. My shoulder was that bad. So, my processing of the injury after the shoulder, which was a labrum tear, rotator cuff tear, and bone spurs... There's multiple injuries there. <clears throat> anyway, uh, without going down that, that path, that was much more challenging. The bicep one was a little bit easier because it was on the same arm, wearing a sling for less time. And so I am a crab. I'm not going to lie. I am not a fun person to be around when I'm injured. I yeah. like my physical independence. If I ever lose it permanently, I will be a terrible human being to be around. So I'm going to keep working out and try not to lose it. Here's the thing, man. We just got to keep training until we get bionic limbs. That's true. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, hey, at um, that point, full send, baby. Like Cyborg? Hey, give me, give me the, the Neuralink bicep. In the and DC I'll... universe? Yeah. Ah, that'd be cool. Like, like uh, Samus? Or um, what was that one? 
<laughs> oh, who was the blue guy? The uh, video game character. He's blue, had a gun for an arm. Oh. Somebody is also yelling at us right now. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, I have no idea. All right. I didn't play video. Anyway. So, hey, Boone. Hey, buddy. You want to be on the podcast? You want to be on the podcast? <laughs> well, cool, man. So you learned so you learned some stuff and now you're back. Pretty much the story of life. You know? After nine months, yeah. yeah. Same. I don't have anything like there's a couple things my arm pull ups are the only thing I cannot do. Like not even kind of. Immediately my arm's like, no, don't do that. But I did deadlift over three hundred pounds the other day. Yeah, man. I saw that. So, um, and that's like, as, as a side tangent, I need to get a trap bar that's bigger than the one I have in my own gym because I can only, I can only pull 275. Now here's the thing, 275, the last time I did it felt hard, felt heavy, felt appropriate for what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday after Thanksgiving dinners and plenty of alcohol, I went to gym five and the, the major distinction being that I was going high handle, not low handle, but the major distinction was that I was had been drinking and eating a lot, but I pulled somewhere in the ballpark. Uh, my best guess is somewhere between 315 and 335, because I don't know how big that trap bar or how heavy that trap uh, bar yeah, is. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and I uh, the plates I added, if the bar were 45, it would have been 315. The bar was definitely heavier than that. Mm-hmm. So and it felt fine. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it felt fine. First set was iffy. Second set felt great. Third set was iffy. You know what's so frustrating? Tell me. <clears throat> I have injured my right arm. I am right-handed. I have injured and had surgery on my right arm twice. And somehow, in the recovery process and getting back into lifting, my left hand grip strength still fails before my right. I have no idea how that's possible. When I was pulling that trap bar, it wasn't the right. It was the left that was like struggling. Mm. Now, given the circumstances, I had been drinking for a couple of days. Well, sure. And you and I have talked about this in the podcast. I have two um, assessments. If you can skip rope, but you can't skip rope today, something's going on. And if your grip strength is shit, something's going on. So my quick and dirty assessments are grip strength and, and coordination. And at, so I, I get it. I had been drinking and eating like an asshole for a couple of days. But still, it's funny that my left hand is the one that fails before the right one and my right one's been worked on twice yeah well don't underestimate the power of the dominance of one hand i mean especially when especially when your arm is down you know so theoretically you're not you're not you're not in a compromised shoulder position right you're not in a compromised elbow position so yeah, I mean, just years of putting more neuromuscular juice into your right hand. That's true. Counts for a lot. That's true. Counts for a lot. Which is probably why you and I both, as far as like training recovery, our outcome was that much better, right? Mm-hmm. Like you and I have been training, which is yeah. why our recovery was probably pretty quick, relatively speaking, to someone who doesn't train, and why we re- like recovered the same ground 
in a relatively short period of time, in less than a year. I'm going to say, like, in less than a year, you and I will probably be 100%. Because a year will be February for you and March for me. So I don't see any reason why, and barring any, like, injury again, I don't see any reason why you and I are not 100% back to where we were. <clears throat> now, a fun thought conversation might be, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Where would you be now had you not broken your leg? And where would I be now had I not torn my arm? I have a theory. Not much different. I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it's been a – well, you know, body composition – for me, body composition probably would have been a little bit different. But I think overall strength and mass and all that, I don't think I would be that much better off had I not torn my arm. Like – in terms of like overall, I'm talking about like really like overall yeah. fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that I'd be like stepping on stage performing. Right, right. I th- I think especially to the outside observer, it's not like it's not like we withered away to nothing. Right. We didn't, you know, we didn't gain 50 pounds. No, of, I mean I gained 30 pounds. Of, of, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, the only thing that I would say is I was on a particular training program from like, uh, we'll say September through January, Mm. where I was getting, I was getting yoked, man. Okay. I was getting yoked. So my goal is heading into the next year to kind of restart that type of program. Okay. But now, again, just using this as a thought experiment, maybe how sustainable would that have pro- would that program have been? Would I have gotten burnt out or injured in another way? Right. Um, so who knows? But all that to say, um, I'm very, uh, I'm I'm happy with where I am, and and I'm I'm happy and I'm lucky that I really didn't lose very much ground all things considered. And I think that just, that just is a feather in the cap of the importance of long term training, Hmm. you know? So. Well, dig it brother. Yeah. I think that's all I got for today. Is there anything we're missing? You look dapper in your chubbies. Thanks man. You're going to tag them. Yeah. I'm literally about to go home and possibly buy that jacket. <laughs> um, you can try on the medium, see how it I see think the medium, I need to look at, I'll just look, I'll just cross-reference the one I already own. He's already owned one. I just don't own one in that color. Right. Which is a large. I need to look. I don't know. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Yeah. It Take might it. be a medium, but yeah, it fits me really nicely. Okay. I also gained 30 pounds this year, so. Well, I'll be honest. Well, we'll say this for off air. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this for off air. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe an appropriate thing to do would be oh, to wrap songs. up on. Uh, yes. We, yeah. Things that we're grateful for. Okay. Things that we're grateful for. I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for the re- relationship that we have professionally and personally. I'm grateful for Janine and the crew here at Zons in the Nations here in Nashville. 
Obviously, if you haven't been following along, they've been gracious enough to uh, remain our host facility for the podcast, and it's truly amazing because otherwise, <laughs> things get pretty hairy. <laughs> <laughs> so, cheers to Zons, Zons Brewing. You've got to come in for their new seasonals, which is the Scottish Ale and the Belgian Wit, if I'm not mistaken. And well, and so there, by the time this podcast airs, the pecan porter is being brewed, <laughs> and I cannot wait. Amen. I like Janine was telling us about it, uh, telling us about it earlier, and I am like super pumped. I cannot wait to come back for that. I'm grateful for the pecan porter, and for you and this podcast, and my wife and my dog and my cat. Can't beat that. <laughs> A to Z, no BS. We will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>